This is TF Wire Transformers Week in Review, episode 32, recorded March 19th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the Finger Holes, Ultra Magnus. Damn the shed! Is this life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. D-Buster Prime. This is Pirate TV Pro, signing out. Shh. Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am your host, Jesse, slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64, who keeps interrupting me. Oh, can I talk now? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Empire to TV Pro. I'm allowed to talk all I want. Yay. What about D-Busters? D-Busters here, right? Yes. No, not really. I'd... Not really. <laughs> Is that from Jurassic uh, Park? Yes, that was a T-Rex. Oh, okay. It's a real-life miniature T-Rex that he picked up from Jurassic Park. <laughs> we miss you, D-Buster. That was, that was Cybertron Scourge, if you want to know. Really? Yes. So how was everyone's week? And to answer your question, Pro, it's been a pretty good week for me. It's just been so-so. So-so, oh yeah, because you're, you're back at school now, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Could be better. Yes, the uh, the girlfriend's spring break, she's a teacher, her spring break is uh, coming up next week, so she's looking forward to it thoroughly. As in starts tomorrow? As in, no, next week. Oh, that's when my spring break is, too. So. To the news. So, to the news. The news. Newsword ho. The news. Okay, story number one. Toy prototype picture surface. This news comes courtesy of tformers.com. Prototype images of Cybertron Unicron, Cybertron Quick Mix, Cybertron Short Round, Beast Wars 10th Optimus Primal, and the most surprising Neo G1 Astro Train <clears throat> can now be found on the internet. You can view these images at the many image galleries on the TF News sites, or you can search for them yourself at the Japanese Patent Office using a guide on the Allspark. Indeed, just about every toy patented since the end of Beast Wars is actually available if you look hard enough. And some G1. Yep. Including some weird unreleased G1 stuff, like a jet plane version of Power Master Prime. Next story... Remy gives Wave 6 preview. Remy of TFKenCon.com has put up an image gallery with Wave 6 Cybertron figures. The gallery includes in and out of package pictures of Override, GTS, Accelion, and Downshift, as well as bios for each of the figures. And I think he also put up a bio for one of the Jungle Planet... Not a bio, a gallery of one of the new Jungle Planet toys today as well. Cool. Yep. Okay, next story. The third masterpiece figure on the horizon... ToysDaily.com, a Chinese toy site, has posted a teaser image of what may be the next Masterpiece figure. A non-censored version of the image can be seen at Tformers.com. The sketches include both the jet and robot mode, as well as a few head designs. Next story, more Transformers movie news from DonMurphy.com. In a post on the Don Murphy forums, it was revealed that Steve Yamamoto will be taking the position of pre-visualization supervisor and Scott Farrar will head up special effects at ILM. <laughs> That's close enough. Ferrar? Did you say that Masterpiece number three was Starscream? Uh, I wasn't actually done with the story yet, but yes, Masterpiece... 
three is Starscream. Steve has worked on Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. And Scott has worked on such films as The Chronicle of Narnia and The Haunting. Ian Bryce has also said that the face and mouth designs are underway at ILM and that semifinalists for location shootings have been decided upon, including such vague locations as New York, Michigan, Texas, and Canada. Michigan. And Florida and Michigan. Come on. Yes, Michigan. I believe they've basically specified it will be shot somewhere in the uh, North North American Hemisphere, which is not actually a hemisphere, but a continent. <laughs> How could I leave out Starscream? I don't know, but you did. Oh, someone hit me in the head. Ugh. <laughs> okay, next story. Transformers Titanium shows up on eBay. eBay seller SPX Toys has a 3-inch War Within Prime figure up for auction. The auction is for a finalized mint-on-sealed card figure, showcasing both the packaging itself and how the figure is displayed in the packaging. If anyone is interested, the current price is at $9.99. Next story in this week's non-news entry in the news, the Target end cap sale is underway. The Target Transformers end cap includes the Universe Constructicons and the Republicans and Overbite 2-packs. Each set retails for $16.99 and are available for purchase wherever you can find... Crap that Target sells, as our friend Pirate TV Pro actually found out. <laughs> and our last story, the Beast Wars DVD set release. It, let me say that again. The Beast Wars DVD set has Why been released start over down under. <laughs> no! The Beast Wars Season 1 has finally been made available in Australia. The set includes several spe- special features, such as the IDW comic preview, as well, in co- as, well as commentaries from Bob and Larry and Ben Yee. Now that we made it through the news, do we want to talk about it? No, I think we had to no, skip I that think, part I this think, week. Yeah, we'll just let it stand. Okay. No, I, I was I was really surprised to, of course, as everyone was, to find uh, all the prototype pictures yesterday. Doesn't it? Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they just seemed yeah. to come out of nowhere. It might have been. I think they first came out Friday, and people figured out what exactly was going on with it, and managed to manipulate the patent office system by Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And I can say this because I'm one of the people who is dicking around the patent office system trying to come up with a list of which ones were what. <laughs> so what do you guys think of uh, Astro Train? He looks badass. I will agree. Uh, this is really helping uh, me move back towards buying whatever the main line is. Haven't been that excited, but seeing uh, Neo G1 Astro Train, as everyone's calling it, um, it's really Classics. getting me excited. And uh, especially after hearing, you know, what Megatron and Prime were going to look like after BotCon. So I'm really excited. I hope that this will become a resource. The patent office will become a resource that uh, we'll be able to use to to find these. Because, I mean, up till now, I mean, we we had gotten a listing of Astrotrain as one of the molds, but I don't think anyone had seen it, right? Nobody had seen any of them except for a mock-up of Megatron and Starscream. Right, so... And we Excited. were hoping we were hoping to see him at Toy Fair, but right that didn't turn out so well. I think the design work is absolutely impeccable. It's nice to see yeah, a what, toy line that doesn't have a universal gimmick wedged into it. Oh, except for the whole you know transforming thing. Well, that's not quite wedged yep. into as much as it is <laughs> built around for this thing. Right. I, I really like the fact that it looked like it had amazing posability. Oh, yeah, it looked like, great. There were some ball joints in there. He had knees. Looked like he had you know some head movement. It was made me a happy man. What about the train mode? Did you guys like that? It, it looked like it had uh, a little bit of kibble on the back. Yep, but, that's I mean, what I was thinking. You can you can only do so much. The train mode was the weakest it. of the three, but 
it still managed to hide all the uh, shuttle. shuttle mode stuff quite well. <laughs> I mean, it would look kind yeah. of like it Damn, wasn't we're doing quite good. a train, but it didn't look obviously like, hey, there are tank bits hanging off of here, like you would have, have had if you were looking at the G1 stuff. Right, I really liked how they how they hid the the train portions on the uh, the shuttle yeah. section. Uh, they look almost like side you know, additionary b- side boosters. So yep. I I really like that. Now, what about uh, Cybertron Unicron? These are the first really good pictures that we've gotten of. Oh, well, we saw them at Toy Fair too. Yeah, yeah but saw, I mean, we saw colored versions at Toy Fair. Yeah, yeah, and but that I, probably says more about it. The one thing that that was the actual toy, wasn't? Yeah, it? that was the yeah, actual I, toy. I think that the. <laughs> Most of the rest of them aren't that big, except uh, Neo Un- I don't like Beast it. Wars Neo Unicron, <laughs> which, uh, as it turns out, Beast Wars Neo Unicron actually sucked. Who would have thunk it? Who what? Beast Wars are Neo you, are Unicron. Are you bad-mouthing Unicron? <laughs> Get off now. Leave Leave this podcast. As Waki pointed out on the AllSpark, actually, it has an identical transformation scheme to the McDonald's Unicron toy released as part of a uh, promotion with McDonald's last year. You know what? I would be happy to own it. Yes. So you guys don't like this Cybertron one? Uh, I'd have uh, to get a closer uh, look at it. I mean, you've got the prototype pictures. I'm not too sure on how it'll look, but it might look better when we get closer pictures of the car. I mean, paint might bank or break it. It's not going to stand on the uh, tech gribbly detailing alone, though. So what about Masterpiece Starscream? I think that's pretty damn cool. Not much of a surprise, though. I mean, as far as what the next one was going to be, I mean, it's a surprise that we're actually seeing it. But I'm surprised that they're even going on to another one, because for the longest time, didn't they say that it was just going to be Optimus Prime, and then they went ahead and did Ultra Magnus, which was kind of your clue that they were going to move on and do more. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was pretty nifty. That it looks like they're thinking these things through, though, and they're gonna try to put as many nifty Easter eggs in as they did with Prime, which basically means they'll put in a crown and a cape. Well, yeah, a cape would be cool. <laughs> Maybe give it a voice chip. No, dear God, no. Oh, come on! You don't like Chris Lotta's voice? I I just can't stand voice chips in toys. I don't <laughs> like them. Can't stand them. Yeah, There's no reason enough. for them to be there other than to sell as little kids' toys. Or for us and to so, uh, I don't, annoy I don't think people they have on any our show place with. in a collector's line. Well, sound effects more so than actual voice chips. I mean, just sound effects, those can actually get kind of grating and annoying, but having clips from the TV show that made the character famous and getting the actual voice actor to do the voice or clips from the show since Chris Lotta's dead and we couldn't really pull that off. You'd be surprised. You gotta admit, it's at least a different level. Eh, no. I don't have to admit it. And I won't. <laughs> Damn you! Um, so what do you guys think about the newest uh, Don Murphy news? Continuing what we've gotten so far of, you know, just fleshing out the uh, crew a little bit. I think it's cool that they're trying to figure out how exactly they want to handle the mouths. Why is that? Give it a bit of thought for a second. I mean, it's not exactly something easy, and it's also not something you'd think of if you were just saying... Hey, let's make a live-action Transformers movie, and we're actually giving everything a lot of thought. Yeah, because if you just animate them like human faces, then they're going to look like some sort of it's flexible good. metal, which you won't exactly look right. And then they said they weren't going to just do light-up mouths with, you know, whatever, some sort of light behind it that, you know, lit up when they were talking. 
And I'm hoping they won't so you, do just kind of... Are you like, hoping... F- go ahead. <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you hoping for more than uh, two frames of animation well, yeah, for Yeah, let's hope talking? that ILM is able to uh, push <laughs> the boundaries that uh, Gonzo has been doing. <laughs> by just a little bit. Mm. I'm thinking it would be... It would look really cool if they managed to come up with a way for the faces to actually have expressions, to have the eyes and mouth and stuff like that move without making it look like it was a human face moving. Yeah, I mean... The design work on that's going to look incredible if they do a good job Yeah, the problem is if you're, you know, using solid-state metal and not, you know, going with the whole fact that supposedly Transformers are made up of tiny, you know, little machines, then that's why they can move like that. Um, Then they're going to have, you know, problems because... You know, you can't exactly have metal shift on its own. There has to be, you know, gears and workings behind it. So it'll be interesting when we see our first, uh, you know, close-up of a face to see what exactly they're doing with it. Because with, with Optimus yeah. Prime, it'll be slightly easier because you know you've got the big faceplate. You know, if and it might move a bit. Yeah. So, but otherwise, it's going to be a little bit, you know, harder to to animate them just because it's going to be hard to show yep. emotion. So. Can we go back to the uh, Neo G1 Astro Train for one sec? On something? Sure. Alright, for some reason, I was just thinking at it, looking at it <laughs> again for a sec. For some reason, and I don't know if it's maybe just the camera angle and the pose, they had it in the robot mode for some of the production pics, but it really almost reminds me of some of uh, Don Figueroa's work in uh, drawing some design work for the uh, G.I. Joe Transformers crossover that never materialized. Yeah, a lot of the the prototypes are coming out. I noticed that when I first saw it. He he tends to to when he designs his uh vehicles are a little bit kind of bubbly almost, not puffy like, you know, Pat Lee drew Optimus Prime, but they have a a different a definite um almost like our organicness to them. Um very few yeah. straight lines um trying to you know, almost like they're they're toys, um, toy models, not trying to stay too close to real life models. If you know what I'm trying to say with that. Yeah, I think I know what you're so, getting. At. But I agree that it look kind of like stylized versions of a object rather than the actual. Right, object. and by doing that, when you've got the vehicle mode, which does have these straight lines, it makes it look that much more, you know, alien and robotic when it's got these, you know, yeah. slightly. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm not even going to finish that. I think everyone knows what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't think they do, because yes. I think we just put them to sleep with that line of talk. And so we move on to the discussion topic. <laughs> Alright, yes, so Neo G1 Astro Train, everyone saw it, it's the talk of the town, everyone's talking about it. So, based on Neo G1 Astro Train and what we were just saying, uh, what do you expect or hope to see as Awa eats some barbecue chips or something? Uh, Ice. Do you expect to see from the Neo G1 line, or what would you like to see? Well, certainly much more posability. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. Um, You know, it looks like we're gonna have a bunch of really good toys that's gonna leave even some of the pickiest Transformers fanboys happy. Yeah, I mean, especially with you know the listing that we've gotten thus far, um, there's gonna be a lot of fan favorites, um, and it looks like, at least with this, that they're being you know almost entirely based off the original G1, updating the characters, which is what everyone's been asking for for as long as I can remember, is just giving us the G1 characters and updating their modes. So, 
Yep. This this could could be really nice. Um, what I would like to see, I'd like to see just basically, I mean, a continuation of what we saw with Astro Train. Um, a really amazing, well sculpted vehicle mode. Uh, I mean, this this looks really nice. I mean, it's got a lot of nice smaller detailing, and then uh, a robot mode that you can tell that there was a lot of thought going into the design of it because of the fact that it has yeah. as much posability as it does. Um, the, the, the vehicle parts incorporate into the robot mode so nicely um, that it, it, it really looks like it was designed really well as opposed to just having, you know, kibble hanging off of it. You know what I'm hoping? No, I don't. I'm hoping with uh, getting Astrotrain, <laughs> we might get one or two other uh, triple changers as maybe one of the to-be-declared ones. I mean, everyone loves That'd Blitzwing. That'd be nice. How long has it been since we've yes. actually gotten Blitzwing? About 20 uh, years. The 80s. <laughs> yeah, aside from the reissue, about 20 years. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Autobots, seeing what they look like, because, I mean, thus far we haven't gotten any pictures of them, not even... Because you said uh, it was Starscream and, and uh, Megatron at, uh, yep. at BotCon, so... You know, everyone's gonna love the Autobots, and I believe we're getting—it's—it's it's almost a two-to-one ratio, right, with Autobots to Decepticons, based on the list that we have thus far. I don't know, but I really am. That's how it usually works out. Yeah. The Decepticons and the Autobots, myself. I mean, first Gun Megatron in twenty-plus years. I'm really interested to see how they handle that, and I'm also really hoping it'll fire Nerf darts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm interested okay. in seeing how they handle Starscream. I mean. The original G1 Seeker mold is iconic, but it also sucked, and <laughs> it's either going to be a, uh, basically it's going to be the same thing as the Masterpiece thing we're getting, except a hell of a lot cheaper, or they're going to go in a really cool new direction with it to try to differentiate it from Now, that. what do you guys think about there they're just being the what? two size classes? Because there's just, uh, what, Deluxe and Mega? Yeah. And we're getting a Prime in both of them. Right. I, don't know, I think I think it could be interesting. I like the idea that they're that they're keeping the variety smaller, um, and that because there's no really basic line, we're not going to see mega uh, uh, mini cons, which I'm <laughs> which I'm very happy yes. about. This will this will be the first uh, the first line in in what three years to not have any mini cons. I like mini cons though. I mean, they suck. <laughs> Apparently, Matrix has very <laughs> distinct views on. Uh, <laughs> Odd how yes. Do you like MicroMasters? No, I don't. Okay. Though I do have a few. How about Target Masters? So I guess you... No. I mean, I like the concept. I don't have any of the figures. Minicons are... I think Minicons can be good, especially when they use them as, like, Target Masters and stuff like that. Not all of them are good, but it is a concept that has potential, and I'm glad to see that they've been trying to keep it around <coughs> through the past few lines. And I imagine we'll have Cybertron kept around like we had R.I.D. kept around for a while just as a way of releasing uh, stuff that doesn't quite fit into the main line now that Universe is kind of, uh, well, aside from the Target stuff, dead. Right. Now, okay, so... Go ahead. Before we get off this topic, what do you guys think they're going to do with Prime in this line? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he's an over-cab, over you know, over-engine cab, uh... But I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, if they're trying to update it, that they, that they go with something more realistic. That's almost like a, uh, oh, what's the the G two? Yeah, long nose. Yeah, the laser rod Optimus Prime or whatever it was originally. 
Am I making any sense whatsoever? No, I'm probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're making sense. I mean, it'd certainly be interesting to see how they do end up handling that, and who knows, they might go with both. Well, yeah, I mean... Considering they've got two size classes of Prime to work on. I mean, you can tell that the, with Astro Train, they're basing it off of the, the shuttle, and uh, an, an updated version of a train, you know? Um, it's yeah. based off, you know... Well, an updated version of a shuttle, too. Right, it's based off the bullet... The bullet train that that you know is in Japan now. The Shinkansen. So I'm expecting that we'll probably get you know updated versions of Optimus Prime and whatnot. You know, it might be you know slightly exaggerated um, versions of it, seeing as how I don't think they're doing any licensing for this line. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get I'm, that in the in the movie line. Yeah. But the one thing I'm curious about with Prime is. Um, for some reason, I don't think they'll fudge on making the window chest that's come iconic for Prime, like they did with the laser rods and stuff like that, by just kind of having that be on the underneath of the body. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how they'll end up handling it. I mean, Armada did a really good job on managing to convert a Optimus Prime-looking robot into a long-nosed cab, but if we get something the same, people aren't going to go for it when you can buy a, I don't know, at that point it'll be, what, five-year-old toy? And have a very similar-looking thing? So I'm curious to see how they're going to end up handling it. All right. So right now for the classics line, we've got, uh, as far as we know, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Starscream, Hot Rod, Astro Train, and Grimlock as deluxes, and Megatron, Jetfire, Prime with Trailer, and Soundwave as the Voyager or you know Mega or whatever they're called now. So I wonder how they'll handle Soundwave. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to bring up. Soundwave. What do you think? We're gonna get. I I actually have kind of liked the idea recently um, that he might be a, a a helicopter. I know I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I, I kind of like the idea of of maybe having him you know be a large cargo helicopter um, that has you know smaller robots inside of him. I'm just trying to think of if we don't go with uh, a robot that turns into a you know an iPod or a tape player or something. What would you like to see him as? I could buy a helicopter. I mean, there aren't any other iconic Transformers characters that turn into helicopters. Right. There's Copter well, from Gobots. Maybe Springer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do think we might end up seeing him as a roleplay toy, though. But see, those have, those have not been doing so well, as far as I know. So. Well, they're going with Megatron as one for one. Well, so. that's true. I mean, technically, I guess he's a roleplaying toy, seeing as how he's a, a workable play gun, gun so... Yeah. And if they do something equally cool for Sandwave, it might actually be pretty interesting. Now, Jetfire, do you think we'll see him as a shuttle like we have in recent lines, since we've already got Astro Train as a shuttle? Or do you think he'll be something different, like a futuristic space fighter or something like that? Maybe a Boeing. Or something Boeing-inspired. Thinking over there, Matrix? I'm thinking. What are you thinking? It'd be nice to keep it along the lines of a Valkyrie-style figure, which I know they won't go in that direction. Right. Do, but yeah, I can see the Boeing. Copyright reasons. <laughs> yeah, but I can see yeah. see it going in the direction of being a Boeing. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just trying to think about. It. It's been a while since we've had. Um, I mean, truthfully, it's been since Armada that we've had really, you know, alt modes that have stuck to being the whole robots in disguise thing. I mean, since right. since mm-hmm. then, with Energon and Cybertron, they've been you know becoming more Cybertron, especially with Cybertron, more Cybertron inspired, where you know they're alien vehicles basically. So it'll be nice to get back to the whole you know slightly more realistic 
Transformers, which yeah. you know is one of the main reasons why I'm buying the Alternators line. So, do you know if Boeing's working on a uh, successor to the supersonic transport? Oh yes, I'm a big Boeing fan, <laughs> and I happen to keep that information in a special portion of my. No. I just thought I'd throw it out there. No, I don't. If anybody, if anybody can. out in listener land happens to know classified information about what Boeing is developing, give us a call. Well, I own stock I in Boeing, so is... I'll let you know after the show. Oh, okay, it's classified. It's classified. So, <laughs> all right. The line of thing I was going on is. A supersonic transport type thing, maybe with those kind of angular lines and the whole speed thing, might work well for jet fire. But even though the supersonic transport kind of is supposed to look futuristic, it's at this point completely taken out of commission and has been retired. So, I don't know. And neither do I. I have no idea where I was going with that. (laughs) Okay, so on the listener questions. Dear God, please. Let's get this over with. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because you guys can't stand talking to me any longer. Let's put this beast to yes. sleep. I need to go get okay, the first. The first one comes from Mark, and he asks, do you think in about the next year or two the Transformers will have finally peaked as far as popularity? I do. I think... Well, didn't they Didn't they kind of peak back in the 80s? No, but with uh, a live-action motion picture coming out, I think that that will, will more likely than not be the peak. I don't think that they could go much higher than that unless... Somehow this franchise takes off like it has with Spider-Man. Right. I I don't. I I I hope it will. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. And that <laughs> we'll see you know many more sequels and everything. But I I'm assuming that no. Let let's say it'll peak with the second movie. Let's let's say that. Be optimistic. <laughs> um, and then once the third movie comes out, we'll we'll say it peaked with that. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll. It might peak, but only in, like, crest of a wave type thing. might trough again and then go back up and go back down. I mean, that's been a cycle. Transformers has a lot of staying power. I mean, it peaked around 85, went down around 87, came back in the 90s with Beast Wars and even stayed successful through the 80s longer than I was saying. Died out (laughs) for a few years, came back again, and now they're doing a movie. You can't kill it. You... It's like a vampire or a zombie or some other kind of movie monster. So you're you're saying we need garlic, silver bullets, and uh, stakes through the heart in order to kill Transformers? Yeah, that and holy symbols. Oh, okay. No, uh, <laughs> I'll be sure to stock up on those. Okay, so next... You have to go with a Transformers holy symbol. You might have to use the Matrix to kill them. Use the finger holes, remember. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. Thanks for taking my <laughs> quote. <laughs> okay, next question. In. Yes, please. This this one <laughs> this one comes from Ben. What makes a toy a rare collectible? The fact that other people want it, and you have it. And there's and there's not many of them. Yeah, well, I mean, truthfully, there's not that many other than you know the lucky whatever in Japan. But I mean, here yeah. just about everything. Unless it's short-packed, gets a wide release, so there's a chance you can get Unless it. Unless it gets scalped. Yeah. <laughs> there's a chance you can get it. There's at least a chance, as opposed to, you know, them there only being, you know, ten, or it's not like Marvel Legends, where, you know, they purposefully short-pack things so that people, so they'll become collector's items. Um, but, I mean, I, I think probably Killer Punch is the, the toy that I have that that's probably the the rarest, and that's just because... 
not very many people knew about it when it came out, and somehow I got it. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it just, I don't know what happens, really. I mean, for the longest time, what was it, Battle Unicorn in uh, the Beast Machines? For some reason, that went out, and hardly anyone was able to get it, and so it became and rare. And now, uh, dot com still has a case of 12 <clears throat> sitting around that they can't sell. <laughs> right, so... And then there was Stormjet back in Robots in Disguise. Yes, which we've had uh, re-released <laughs> many times many over. Many times over now. <laughs> so, I, I think it's it's probably you know a little bit of supply and demand. You know, uh, I actually like about Transformers that aside from the G1 stuff that never got reissued, there really aren't any super rare. Oh my God, have to have it, but it'll cost me a hundred thousand bucks collectors items. Yeah, I mean, like I said, pretty much everything gets a wide release, at least in the U.S. Yep. So if you want it, I mean, it might cost you, you know, $50, $100, but it's not going to be anything where, you know, there's like a super pack-in Hot Wheels that's going for, you know, 90000 So, I don't know, but, okay, but so... wait, wait, but if anyone knows oh. of a toy that is both rare or and or collectible uh, from the Transformers mythos, like uh, merchandise maybe... Uh, send an email to tfwire at gmail.com. Let us know. I'll talk about it next time, maybe. Also, send us some uh, questions. Yep. Yeah, we could use some more questions. Oh, I just thought of one. What? Blue, blue streak. If somebody could actually find blue, blue streak that they could prove was not a f- hoax or a fake, it would be the rarest Transformers collector's item ever. On the other hand, that's not going to happen. <laughs> ever. All right, so next listener question. Yes, okay, let's the, finish this the, up. <laughs> the last question also comes from Ben. Do you prefer Viacon toys or Beast toys from the Beast Machine series? Viacon toys. Viacon yes, toys. Viacons. I think pretty much everyone agrees with that. <laughs> I don't. The Maximal toys sucked ass. I, I, I just don't know what they were doing with the Maximal toys and Beast Machines because... Those were horrible. Yeah. I, I give them credit. They were trying <laughs> a new design aesthetic. Well, it didn't work. Yeah, I but mean, they tried. I the the one toy that I actually really like is uh, Black Arachnia. Uh, the the translation from the screen to the toy actually works really well. But other than that, they were really bad. I mean, Rat Trap like kind of had a good beast mode. Yeah, well, when we mm, when we were good beast mode, crappy robot mode. When we were getting yes. beast machines, um, and or sorry, when we were getting beast wars. I mean, you know, mainframe took them directly from the toys. I mean, how the toy transformed on the show, I mean, including with flipping the legs around on Megatron and Optimus, um, that's how it transformed in real life. So I just don't know what... Whereas with... And then in Beast Machines, they start morphing because none of them have any idea how the (laughs) fuck they're actually supposed to transform. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, whether or not... You know. I think the problem roots from they gave it to a design company that hadn't really taken into account the fact that they had to transform as well as look cool in both modes. Well, it was it was Draxel Jump, wasn't it? I mean, I believe yeah. that they did the Beast Machine stuff, and they've done uh, at least Armada um, as well. So, and of course, Trans. Well, they had experience after they finished that up, though. I mean, yeah, maybe so. Everyone makes mistakes when they're starting, and. Any designer gets better as they get more experience with what they're doing. And okay, they, so looking at the concept art, the trans tech stuff looks like it had the cool parts about the Beast Machine's aesthetics without the whole non-functional transformation schemes. 
And Armada actually had some really cool ideas for the concept art and stuff like that. I agree. And it seems like the execution there just kind of flopped a bit because of the uh, requirements of having a minicon to engineer with every toy. I told you the minicons sucked. And with that, let's end this episode of TF4. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got one quick question first. Oh, okay, go. Did you finish watching Beast Machines yet? I did. I finished it uh, Thursday afternoon. Oh, you're ahead of me. I got one more disc. I, I still need to track it down and buy it. I watched it as oh. well as the uh, the commentaries on the final uh, two episodes, especially the final episode. I really liked. Um, there's a lot of information in there, and it, it really helps to watch those. Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it with that. Buy it. It's a great set. Um, that those those final episodes on that fourth disc are some of, the, in my opinion, the best Transformers mythology of the past twenty years. Yes. Cool. Which would have I will been agree. of all time. So, but let's not talk about that because <laughs> I got yelled at for last week's unabashed Ooh. beast machine loving. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how dare you like a show? Listener questions. We need more listener questions. We need lots of listener questions. So, if you uh, want to know something about us, something about Transformers, something about collectibles, <laughs> something about beast machines, Beast Wars, G two, or us, Generation One. I already said us. Oh, but you were busy talking. Listening. Yeah. So send us them to tfwire t f w i r e at gmail g m a i l dot com dot c o m. We need How do you, you spell guys. D the 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 key you know the end yeah the one right to the left of the question mark. And we're still waiting for picture confirmation from our female listeners, I, I, which I'm should doubt we're going to get. I I, I doubt it as well. <laughs> so um, this is Pirated TV Pro saying transform and transcend. Ooh. This is Always sixty four saying that was so fucking pretentious. <laughs> and this is Matrix Prime. Out. <laughs>